Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI, Carl Donnelly. Julian, Dean, hi. Um, you're right up in the mic there, you're like, right, Julian, Dean. I'm, I'm all up in it. Um, episode 118? I think it's 118. Yeah. It's I like think the I telephone once, number, isn't it? I once... Uh, That's still did, um, Oh yeah, 118, 118, is that still going? Do you remember Tom Bell it was, it was the guy in those adverts for so long? Oh yeah, um, we should get Tom Bell on the pod. He's he's really cool. I've not seen him in years. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? I, used to, I once got a, a one one eight um, out at darts. It's one of my highest out shots. I don't know what that means, but what does that mean? <laughs> Do you know, like to win a darts match? So you know, you go from five oh one. You start on five oh one. Oh yeah, yeah. And you you work down to, to zero, hand. right? Yeah. You've got to finish on a double. So I remember. I think I once did. Uh, what did I do? It would have been like eighteen treble twenty, a uh, treble twenty eighteen double top. I remember nailing it. I was so happy. Fucking yeah! It's like the one. The one time. I'm happy that, now. That's yeah, good. just thinking about it made me really happy. Uh, it's like <laughs> one time I hit uh, one hundred and eighty. I've only ever done it once, and it was a real moment. I used to be quite good at darts. Um, I actually threw some darts the other day. I was backstage at a gig in um, in a tent like the audience. <laughs> I was at a football match just over the fence to the other opposing fans. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, I threw something the other day and I was like, oh, fuck, there was, a, there was a dartboard backstage and I hadn't thrown darts in probably a couple of years. It's, well, I forgot I really like it. But this is by the by. What we're talking about is a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the film Digby. Do you remember that? The big dog. And the, there's a knife thrower on it. And he's throwing. That's the first time I saw a knife thrower like at a circus on this film. And I went upstairs and me and my sister Jane, I did it with darts like a knife thrower. And oh, it, didn't, it didn't end well. But did you hit her? Yeah. Not Where? like. In her um, eyeball. She's now one eyed. <laughs> it didn't harm her badly, but she did kind of yeah it did hit her okay that's um, okay nice and vague sorry um, about that um anyway uh we're joined by a very funny uh guest today amy cooper comedian podcaster good chat um it's really fun isn't it we talk about a bunch of stuff we get it's quite good, reminiscent yeah. reminiscent nostalgic nostalgic that sort of our you know heyday of the late 90s early 2000s of uk club culture it's very very fun little walk down memory lane mate but it's nice man. um other than that you're gonna enjoy it but also thanks to all our patrons who came to our little get together on sunday it's nice, isn't it? really nice small crew nice came it was there. father's day so like people couldn't some people couldn't make it but it was a lovely little crew show well, a lot of them didn't have their video on some but people just yeah, lurked, it was a nice mate, little crew. Is, you can if yeah if you're a patron and you want to come to get together there's no pressure to get your camera on chat you know you can just just watch but it's just basically it's a free-for-all anyone who wants to just ask a question have a chat we're just talking about a bunch in of the stuff. background mate. sometimes we get quite personal but it was um it was really fun so thanks for coming and if you want to sign up to patreon patreon.com forward slash we are tvi that's it that is all the admin now enjoy enjoy it it's amy cooper okay Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here, just spraying in my Vit D. I was wondering what you were doing. We'll get back to that. We'll introduce our guests and then we'll come back to the fact that just before um, hit and record, I saw you spray stuff into your mouth. Um, Like some (laughs) fresh breath. Nice. (laughs) Um, We were joined comedian, podcaster, um, Amy Cooper. Hello, Amy Cooper. Hello, how are you um, guys doing? Good, thanks. Good. We've not met before. Um, so this is the first time we've ever um, d- chatted. Uh, but you did a podcast with Julian the other day. And he was like, I did. Get Amy I, I on, did which is very funny. He's like, oh, yeah, I spent an hour on Zoom with this random woman. Why not get her on our podcast? Yeah, yeah. And I think that is actually the best criteria for a podcast guest. Yes, Definitely. I mean, it does do a, a podcast with them into our listeners for our listeners. The insight into like they must they probably think we've got some uh, 
you know, very big planning, yeah, you know, uh, forward planning in terms yeah. of guest booking. Yeah. We genuinely book every guest about uh, thirty. We audition hours them we through record. the summer, don't we? <laughs> they go through. They go through heats. It's like Do Britain's we go to get uh, judges' houses? Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. What, I think starts people... off at our houses in our garden. <laughs> <laughs> but it is genuinely. I don't think you get away with that now, guys. Our, book, oh. our booking policy is who is funny that we've met in the last two days or spoken to. <laughs> That's genuinely it. It's that last minute where we, you know, we like we'll have to keep things fresh and uh, on the on the hoof, as people would say. To the the corner shop to get a loaf of bread, yes. and there's like a, an old guy in there, and you get chatting with him. You've got a bit of banter. Get him, best mate. Exactly. get him on the podcast. Exactly. Get him on the podcast. Get him over for Christmas. Great. I mean, he was just on his Ask lunch him break. Ask to father you. Um, so, I don't know what that means? What? Um, what was it you were spraying vitamin D, Julian, into your mouth? Just spraying vitamin T and vitamin T. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin T. That's a very important vitamin. That. Why is there no vitamin T? Who's got? Why um, is it there? Somebody's got a really funny joke about it. It might be Mitch Hedberg or something about. Uh, or I oh, know. I think it was Dimi- K, it Dimitri it? Martin. Where yeah, he talks about how. Like whoever th- whoever started naming vitamins thought there was going to be way more than there are. That's why there's like B one, B twelve. Like they just ran out. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. There's so many, and then they actually are. Oh, we're just only going to get up to K. Um, they just get bored halfway yeah. through. What so D? What what um type of D? So D. Because you sprayed uh, loads of it. I've got a vitamin D spray. It's one spray under the tongue. No, no. I just double. I just double dose makes as the weekend's coming. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is vitamin D, so it, uh, you're supposed to do one spray. But you just but I just do two. Yeah. Has it got uh, a bit of CBD in there as well? It's not actually this one, no. Um, what's that? Um, and that's vitamin B12, this one, and you're supposed to do four of those. But they're both delicious. Oh God, the, you've got a Holland and Barrett shelf there, yeah. haven't you? Exactly. The B12 one is well tasty. Is that the one that tastes like berries? Yeah, fucking oh, no, delicious. The, yeah, it does. And the, and the D is um, the D is kind of minty. Here's a question: Are you do um, are you, do do you supplement? <laughs> it sounds like we're suddenly we're changing tack on the podcast. It's going to be a biohacking podcast from now on. Oh my god, can you imagine? Yeah, um, I have a freezing cold shower every morning. Uh, oh. No, I don't. I don't. I, was gonna I, say, oh. I, I should do. <laughs> Because that you're supposed to do that, aren't well, you? I do it um, every day, and I've I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, and I was just like, finally, I meet another person, and it turns out you're just. I'm getting a up. wheelie bin full of ice for 45 minutes every day. Um, no, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I want to go wild water swimming because it's supposed to, and it is supposed to sort of stave off dime- uh, dementia and it stuff is, like that. Yeah, isn't it? It's supposed to be really, really so small. is B12 actually. Really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, can I just clarify? Just put a little disclaimer in. We're n- none of us are doctors. <laughs> so don't take yeah, any well. medical advice off any of us. None um, of us are experts. Um, I I have got, as my husband loves to tell me, Amy, you've basically got herpes. I just get cold sores all the time when I'm run down, when I'm stressed. So I take lysine, which is a great homeopathic remedy for uh, the immune system. And like uh, vitamin D and like a, and something else, like a... Uh, it's in a, it's in a box in a foil packet. Can't remember what it's called, but yeah. I take... <laughs> you put it in a spoon and then you just sort just of just really it relaxes it. So you in the morning, yeah. doesn't it? Put it in a foil, you, you light just zone it out. and you just with a straw, you just suck it you just up and chase that dragon all the way to the coffee machine. That is um, lysine as in ly as opposed to leucine. Okay, because leucine is like a protein that vegans should have. What um, because obviously homeopathic remedies do get something of a bad rap amongst the scientifically minded. Um, what's what is the um, where where do you stand on homeopathy? So uh, even though you've prefixed that with. (laughs) <laughs> it's bullshit. I, 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 I By the way, there was no. I managed. I tried to say that without any opinion because I, I don't really have an opinion. Genuinely, I've not done the reading. I just know a few people that are, I know a few people that are very patronising about it. But then I'm a hippie who's, you know, my, me and my wife did a fucking People's moon ceremony trained. once. So like, yeah, I mean, well, I can't your, judge. You anyone. get your bums out in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You get your uh, Moldavite out. We actually just created a circle of 
uh, candles, sat in the middle um, and said some incantations. Nothing weird. Yeah, which is a couple of lovely, no, normal... That's nice. Uh, I mean, that's similar. That's just a nice ritualistic kind of... Gets you in a good frame the of night mind, before I bet. My, it was the night before my daughter was born. Um, and she was... Basically, my wife... It was a full moon. My wife said, I want to do a little ceremony. It's like a sort of before, you know, before she's born. And you she crack went, on we... love and you watch the football. <laughs> and I, I sort of begrudgingly joined her. You know, weirdly, mm. I've done weirder shit than that. You know, me and Julian have talked on him in the past how we, when we went and did ayahuasca and stuff. But Oh, have you done that? Yeah. But the, when having done wow. that, I'm still, I was still super awkward about doing a candle ceremony in my own garden with no one else around other than my wife but we did a moon ceremony with, you, with the imminent arrival of your daughter i mean yeah. under those conditions yeah yeah and, and i was still i was still like embarrassed even though it was just us but um yeah. we did this thing where yeah she made she put out the candles and there was some stones and stuff and you had to write something on a bit of paper and burn it and um embarrassing and uh and we did it <laughs> that night under the full moon and then my wife went into labor and it early what did you that, write on the night you're allowed to say no you're not fix me to a say. sandwich love <laughs> just, it just said i'm so embarrassed right now <laughs> <laughs> i feel shame in my chest can we stop <laughs> I'm, um, I'm out i'm moving back to my mum <laughs> Um, but so are you it's so nice though to do stuff like that it is nice well what what i was going to say was i don't know if the sort of what did you did you the scientific community the medical community i don't know if they are as uh, uh skeptical Anti, yeah. as they as they were before i think that is right. true maybe 10 15 years ago but do you not i don't know you guys are more into this shit than i, I am know. i don't know do you not I, don't, I just know a My, couple of people I've seen on, that I follow on Twitter who are sort of very science-y types. People, I like think people, the people that are anti-things scream the loudest, don't they? I suppose. Maybe that's it. I yeah. just hear from those people now and again. Because I genuinely I don't I think a lot of, a, a few, I've got a few friends who are sort of like, I've got a few friends who are like GPs, a few friends who are sort of nurses. And the, 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 the sort of um, thing is like this sort of combined holistic and more medical prescri- pre- uh, uh, prescription based you know so yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a blending of the two maybe i don't mm. know i um, but, um i met a um <laughs> fucking hell i met a healer uh i didn't go to him i just met him at a barbecue uh t- two, shoes, <laughs> two, year- two years ago i met this guy and it was so weird i feel did i tell it on here julian where i just it was so strange where we were at this barbecue and there was loads of people. There was like, you know, 100 people, whatever, at the barbecue. And me and this guy sort of gravitated towards each other. We just sort of kept catching each other's eye. And then we just sort of, at one point, just sort of walked towards each other and went, hey, I introduced ourselves. And we started chatting. And we ended up having this amazing, like, couple of hours just chat. It turns out he's like a... In the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> Sucking each other's dick. <laughs> it was like Reiki, but full contact. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, the way you healed me, I felt so amazing <laughs> afterwards. My lower chakra felt so baggy. <laughs> it did a type of healing I've never seen any other guy do on me before. Um, no, but he, he calls uh, it prison healing. <laughs> no, but he he didn't do anything on me. We just talked like I just sort of he was because he was a bit of a geezer and he had like a flat cap. He dressed a bit like I do often, and sort of we just were chatting generally. And then I just said he asked me what I did, and I get really embarrassed when people ask what I do, and I have to say I'm a comedian. I find it deeply embarrassing to admit mm. what I do for a living. <laughs> and uh, so I sort Tell of sheepishly joke, worked my way around it. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sort of in entertainment. I thought I, I thought I'd he, I'd hoped he'd think I'm a that. juggler. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but and then he sort of just went, "What sort of entertainment?" He sh- and he, yeah, he was nice enough that I ended up saying, "I'm actually a comedian." We talked a little bit about comedy, and I said, "What do you do?" And he he got equally sort of embarrassed and went, "Ah, oh, you know, it's sort of a it's a bit of a weird job." And I was like, "What what what is it?" And he goes, "I'm actually, oh, well, if I'm honest, I'm a healer. I'm a sort of I'm a I'm a I do sort of healing and uh, and he goes, I've also you know he goes, this sounds even more mental. And he, he was saying it like this. He went, "I've even been known to do exorcisms," and like he's just like. He's like an energy healer, and we had this. Like, he was so interesting. He was such a lovely guy and super cool and normal, even though he had such a, you know, a mental job when you think about it. 
but um do you think that um people like like if he had been there with like beads on and long hair and open top like if like and a caftan yeah maybe is it is it because the exterior was sort mm. of like you could relate because he's, yeah, like he's a lad like you oh yeah yeah if he was yeah if he was in a caftan like, he definitely i would not have let him notch me off upstairs <laughs> 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 just lift his caftan up slow uh no i yeah i definitely think there was a you know you sort of you want to you, you did he you, put his cap backwards when he, when he nudged you off but you feel more comfortable with what you know in it and i felt like oh i yeah. like this guy because he's an unlikely <laughs> like energy healer if i'm honest makes it feel more real as well that he's not putting on the bullshit like the definitely. uniform and yeah, 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 he's yeah. doing it because of uh, he feels drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. He probably like, got... like, would he have gone through his sort of schooling and then what? Gone to like healing college? Basically, uh, uh, like, he... what's the route into well, that? the route he took was he um... wanted to wait to make some fast cash. <laughs> his careers counselor would have been like, you uh... <laughs> watched a YouTube video about how gullible people are. Uh, but needed some drug money fast and went to a barbecue <laughs> no but he uh, basically the story if I, remember, I can't remember exactly it's a long time but i remember there being like he met a, a, a healer who mm. just took him under his took, i know it was a she she took his him bullshit under his wing, wing. <laughs> <laughs> she took him under a he pyramid under scheme <laughs> uh, but we we me and carl when we did ayahuasca um we there was a shaman there and he's he's very kind of normal healing guy isn't he yeah, yeah but he's, he's an ex pro skateboarder and amazing he's a cool guy yeah but um, and he's very normal but also once he gets into the you know into the shit you know when you're in a in a he takes it very seriously yeah, he was very ceremony. good and, i mean you know, when you're on ayahuasca that's exactly what you need someone like that yeah yeah, don't, it, that's don't the vomiting want... thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people do vomit, yeah. Right. I it's vomited. not all about the, the, the shaman. Uh, we won't say his name. We don't, we don't want to get him in trouble. But he, um, the morning after, told me I'd, I'd, I'd vomited the most out of anyone he'd ever had at a ceremony. I was very proud of that's that. That's your shame. Apparently, you vomit out yeah, your yeah. regret oh, yeah, yeah. and your shame. Absolutely. Uh, so... <laughs> better out than in, mate. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's it was. That's what it felt like. My sort of uh, experience had a lot of shame, a lot of childhood ugh, angst came out and I was really just getting it out of vomiting so violently into a bucket. I was the last to vomit and I was thinking, oh, it's because I, I ate really well this week. Oh, I'm really liking everything my body needs is I'm not going to... Then just suddenly I started to... It took about an hour. For, you know, before you're sick, you feel yeah, yeah. that's the worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me about an hour and then I just projectiled. Yeah, yeah. Delicious. Have you ever thought about doing any of this sort of... Um, the, the only reason healing things yeah so this isn't the, this I've, I, it's funny these things come up don't they and it's come up on my radar because i listen to a lot of um a lot of the american drag queen podcasts and there are so many to choose from um and katia was saying i mean he he i can't remember what his, uh, his male name is but he has been like a really sort of like a a drug addict for most of his life really sort of quite harrowing lots of trauma i think quite a lot of trauma and stuff and has tried everything to sort of um you know get get off crack i suppose um and and was explaining in great detail about the um uh, the, is it ayahuasca is that yeah, the right yeah. way to pronounce I think it, it? Yes, he I gone... think that's pretty much it, yeah is it is it sort of like a is it a Native American thing? Mm. Is that is that the thing? So he'd gone out. Where did it come from? Yeah, it's a sort of it's a right. it's an Amazonian plant essentially. So it's sort of Ecuador right. and all them sort of Amazonian countries. We yeah. did it in so... Plumstead. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> oh God! It's you know Peru, Ecuador, Plumstead. You know. <laughs> Julian, I've got to admit, the reason I'd like to go to Ecuador and do it yeah. rather than like you know, um, you know, uh, it was part of the sort of vac vacation thing. But as he was explaining, it's like it's not a holiday; it's like a full-on thing. It's like a oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's not for yeah. the faint-hearted. It's pretty brutal, man. A friend of mine. Did you do it? Did you do it? Sort of. Um, as a, was it part of a, a thing? Was it? Is it? Was it like for content? Or was no, it, not was at it all. Like a, or was it? 
you just both decided that we just we were both it. we both wanted to do it didn't we for like right. i wanted to do it for a long time yeah, i just yeah. couldn't find out how to or where to right. in england and i don't particularly fancy traveling abroad and doing it and then i heard yeah. about this guy like two miles from where i live it was just really synchronistic and i thought i'm gonna do it and i That's went down it. and i but i went down i looked at the space first and chatted with him just to feel it out a bit um, yeah. and it seemed all right but, and the synchronistic element on my part was i wanted to do it for ages my mate wanted to go he went to peru to do it my best mate and he went to peru two weeks i think it was before we ended up doing it in plumstead and he asked me to go to peru with him and i said like i can't really go to peru for 10 days two weeks i had loads of stuff yeah. on and it happened to be that after I'd sort of turned down Peru, out of the blue, I get a call saying, do you want to come and do it? So I, I end up doing it around the same time as my mate who did it in Peru and I got to do it back here. So, you know, do you there's think something that there's... That coincidence. Like, have you guys ever taken acid? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I took loads of it. When I, I, went for a it real, I went for a real phase <laughs> of acid. I got a bit too yeah. into it, if I'm honest. Well, you know that thing of like, you need to be around people who are... On all the right. vibe, yeah. Sound right. If you got any dickheads there, it's just gonna all go tits up. Yeah. Like you can't obviously control who is else is there. Is the ayahuasca thing a little bit like that? Because it is. I like found a... it much more. Like I found I went very in me. Like I, I mean, I right. now, whenever like, I come out of a sort of vision or something, I'd throw up and I'd cry, and then I'd look. I'd, I'd have a moment where I'd look around and I remember. Everyone would point and laugh and stuff, and <laughs> and that was just. <laughs> the way it went that was just, no, but that I was was just come, a practitioner yeah but and everyone was like we ain't really done ours <laughs> <laughs> we're all drunk we pulled out our stellas and watched a football <laughs> prank oh, but then moments was where that was when i would suddenly become aware again that i was in a group most of it it's I, so deep I was though, in my yeah. own head i'd look up and i'd suddenly go oh there's julian <laughs> buzz killed julian over in the corner <laughs> There was, a, there was another guy next to us who was just dancing. <laughs> there was the other guy who was just fucking zen out. Julian, like, I'm going to go back into myself. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's just but rolling you know, up you know, another like, fucking There was rolling. a guy we didn't know in a... He was had kind of... It looked like he'd come from an office, didn't he? Like he had yeah, trousers yeah. and a shirt on. But they were kind of, you know, it looked like about out on it after the... But he was just... There was a big blazing fire in the middle. So Carl was like diagonal across the fire from me. Nesta was in front of me and this guy on my right that I'd, I'd never met before, but he was dancing at the fire yeah. all night. And it was really nice to watch in a way because I didn't know him. He was but he looks, a great time. He was so yeah. uninhibited. But also what and, it, it made me realise how, because everyone had such a different experience. That's what they say. They say you have the experience that you need, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So obviously I was, I had a lot of like, I need, I obviously needed to address some childhood trauma. Um, yeah. But what I remember just thinking the next day, it was nice that that guy seemed to just fucking just have a party time on his own. Yeah. Like he's he like, he raving, man. No trauma whatsoever. That guy was happy as Larry, man. He just fucking just wanted to just. At know, first, just... I thought he was a bit of a nutter. I was like, oh god. So I'm yeah. like sitting next to him, and he's just dancing at the fire in his <laughs> in his zone. But after a while, it was like really nice. Like yeah. I was just looking at how unhib- inhibited he was. Yeah. 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 It was good. I would just, I, I would get really paranoid. I, it, like you, you were saying you were the last one to be sick. It's almost like the last one to come up. And uh, when yeah, you, when yeah, you do yeah. take drugs, and it's kind of like, ah, uh, am I, am I left out? Like that paranoia sets in. So that's why I was just thinking if you've got like, not necessarily your mates around you, but just it was a very good could, set of people. I felt very safe vibe, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Cause you'd rather it... someone dancing, doing sort of like big fish, little fish, yeah. box than, the oh, bit awkward, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when you're yeah. talking of acid, like I've been in groups, like you know, back in the day when somebody in the group on it, like we all took acid and somebody had a bad trip, and that is the worst. Like, I'm it talking, brings everyone down. Like a psych- I'm talking like psych. You got to just take them out trip. back and. My mate oh, once just like turned into the devil on it, like really aggressive started just shouting like we locked ourselves in a room because it was too dangerous to take him out you're so volatile on it man and he was literally like a wild animal in the room like he just fucking like stalking around (laughs) the room just everyone's just like scared get the fuck out and he kept just saying 
he kept mumbling to himself. He's just going, it's always been all, it's always been about me. It's always been about me. <laughs> and we were just like, <laughs> just sitting on a bunk bed, scared out of our minds. Oh my God. I've there, was, had that, there, was, yeah. there was one trip, well, the one, one time that we, uh, we did like either acid or mushrooms or something. And, uh, what like you know how a rumor spreads around a house when everyone's off the res you come back from a club somewhere like it spread from the kitchen to the lounge to one of the bedrooms that uh john was in the kitchen and he thought his feet were oranges and he was peeling his feet Um, and uh, i don't know if that really happened i don't know if he if he actually you know uh maybe oranges Or he was just peeling oranges, and he was completely innocent. But yeah, that it always. It, I didn't dare go and have a look. But um, I remember yeah. being on um, E's once. It was one of my first E's. I was about like sixteen, I think, and I did a whole one. I'd done half of one before that, and I was sitting around. You know how talkative you get when you're on E's. You just pure lot. And I was talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking, talking. And some guy was a bit older than me. Looked before he went, and oh, mate, you're doing everyone's head in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God, it just killed it for me. Yeah, I was just totally. like, Back I to just Earth. went, wow. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. That is brutal, but almost if if the if you had that kind of that harsh message, but delivered in a sort of like, I guess there's no way of, of delivering. No, it'd have been worse if it was nicer. Excuse me, man. You know, we really yeah. like you. We're all having a good time, but. Can you shut up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd have been worse. It was better. It was yeah, better. just just to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's I always I, I I used to hate. Uh, no, that's not true. But I, I I again I went through quite a big MDMA ecstasy period as well as as most people did, and it did sort of start around that mid-teens thing, and go through that you know because that was I started to go into raves and stuff, and I, I loved yeah. it. But that was one of the first things I ever gave up. Uh, because um, I always I always had the the same moment on it, and it was about five hours in, six hours in. I just had this moment where it almost just wore off quickly and gave me a glimpse of what I was. You know what I mean? That thing of mm. that sweaty, talking <laughs> bollocks, like yeah. just grossness, like the, the worst. You know, the, the version of yourself where you think you're all just I'm just one with everyone, man. I'm. Just, you know, pure love and all that. And actually you're just a fucking sweaty wanker in a club. On drugs. On drugs. <laughs> yeah. And like, I always had a moment of self-awareness on it that ruined my buzz and that was the end of the night for me. And then, yeah, and then you'd feel rough the next day and look back over it thinking none of that was real, man. It was all just... I know, that yeah, was the yeah. one that I just remember. It used to give me... It used to bum me out so much. I'd have a, an amazing few hours and then I would have probably 36 hours of like self-hatred. So it was just not... Yeah. It was one. Of, it was the one I never really felt fully like I actually enjoyed at any point. I don't look back fondly on any time on MDMA or any of that. At Nor all. do I. I, f- I f- it feels kind of bleak looking back, even yeah, though at yeah. the time I was like, I'm going to do this every day. It feels cool. amazing. <laughs> and then the come down is heavy, man. It just feels so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Age, yeah. I mean, not to see that to tell us if you don't want it, but what sort of age? bracket are you <laughs> like what me is, yeah. oh I'm, I'm i'm now i'm 43 oh yeah. so you would have been it would have been i think that that's so you would have been that sort of golden age of you know yeah there was obviously the the initial ecstasy of like acid house and stuff but then like the rave culture built through the 90s the end of the 90s yeah. i would say was when it peaked like i remember going to moon dance when i was like i think i was 16 or something and it was at camden palais and it was just absolutely disgraceful. It was just this massive yeah. venue full of every single person was on ecstasy. And it was so yeah. pretty impressive. You- People gurning, oh. like, that white bits on their mouth. Right. <laughs> Talking <laughs> shit too close to you. I see uh, sometimes uh, there's definitely a Facebook page and it's called something like uh, Raving in the 90s or something <laughs> like that. And they occasionally have footage of just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dancing I'm doing gurning faces. It's not audio, shit. this, is it? Oh, sorry, it is audio. It's not visual. But yeah, that, that thing where you sort of like, oh God, I've just gone all dizzy doing like the... <laughs> even the... <laughs> I've just like got so into that thing of like, I'm coming up, <laughs> coming up. I need to go and have a shit. <laughs> I used to either shit or vomit when I came up, really. Yeah. When I took a load, you know, I mean, you took a massive yeah. load of MDMA. 
and it come up and you'd feed yeah. it. Like, it felt like your head was going to explode. And you just I never to, did yeah. um, pure MDMA. It was just ease, really. Oh, when I was a lot younger. I stopped them quite quickly, though. I didn't get into it in my 20s. It was, Thank um, God. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was sort of... Um, I was probably... So I, I grew up in the Northwest, right? So we would, uh, all the Warrington crew, we'd get a coach, bag of ease, Saturday night, Miss Money Pennies, Birmingham, let's go, love to be, <laughs> Sheffield, let's go, um, and uh, Leeds, up your onsen, oh, let's go. And the, the, I mean, God knows what that coach driver was uh-huh. doing. You know, like, like he would be driving us back at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., back to Warrington, and we'd all be just like eyes like saucers and chatting shit. Um, and, 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 and it feels like I did that every weekend for like five or six years. It can't have been that much. I think that's yeah, just my yeah. memory sort of uh, messing about with me a little bit. But um, yeah, there, there was, <laughs> it's funny. I was having this conversation with somebody recently because I, I actually don't drink. I've been sober for sort of three years and you talk about sort of giving stuff up and I guess like, uh yeah it's it's interesting isn't it like what what made you be able to give up stuff and and with with going out and clubbing and stuff and i just i actually loved the music so we i would follow the djs around and it was very sort of handbag house you know like um like uh like uh vocals you know like uh, vocal garage and stuff like that you know like that that's what i was into but i remember there was the one guy uh his name was craig that was his sort of um nickname craig. and he was so funny craig c r e g g maybe i don't know okay. i never wrote it down we didn't sort of like the american pronunciation of craig when you hear it in films they go yeah craig. i think maybe it yeah you know like you have a nickname like his nickname his full name might have been craigson or something and we just like shortened it to craig but we were all sort of 18 19 20 21 he was like 45 Ooh. right but not in a weird creepy way i think looking back we were talking about this julian weren't we sort of like the gender fluidity sexuality fluidity back then it was either like are you gay or are you straight uh, i think maybe looking back he might have been a bit bi or something but he was just so funny so kind of camp but equally like it wasn't lost on us all then like he's like fuck it. he's 45 like years old dad's and he's still, mate. <laughs> still doing it but he's still doing it he's still like and it's not like he was a dealer so he was coming in he didn't have any vested interest he would he was sort of he, he just never like Peter Pan of the rave scene, I guess. Just never kind yeah, of grew yeah. up or grew out of it. And how old and were you the, lot? Like in your teens? Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just sort of like so. It was funny because you just said then like oh, I'm going to do this every day. And at the beginning, I was kind of like I can see why Craig's still doing this. I'm going to be doing this into my forties. But as we yeah, yeah, as yeah. it continued, and and again, like you say, like the but the calm downs are just oh you know like uh yeah it, it, it's interesting isn't it it's like oh god where did my uh relationship with mental health start was it sort of like <laughs> a pre-pubescent or was it all those you know all those uh narcotics that i took uh, well, yeah. later on that's... and was it easy <laughs> for you to stop so you don't drink alcohol anymore no how come you just don't like it so uh, right, so there's a few things. So I, I, I kind of my, my three year old at the time was waking up at like you know when it wake when they wake up and it's got a five, like it Ooh. starts with a five and it's just like oh you know and and uh, even with just one or two glasses of wine I'd be like and I'd just be so irritable and and just couldn't deal could not yeah, deal with yeah. the hangover so I so I kind of cut it out and at about about at that time so two or three years ago I started doing open spots five minute spots and obviously as a woman uh, you know getting on the train going to a place doing it doing doing my my comedy and then and then kind of coming back on that stellar artois train at like 11 45 yeah, out yeah. to the arse end of kent i all i i think i maybe did it once or twice having had a few sort of drinks afterwards and i thought Do you know what i i, um, I need to have me wits about me uh, yeah. because uh yeah so and and so yeah, that's Craig's where... around. <laughs> Craig, who There's now a few train Craig's knocking around. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's definitely you know I having I I know for a fact that I haven't I've got a one year old and I've this has been the least I've drunk in a year, in probably since I was 
12. You're still on eight cans a morning, but it's the least. <laughs> yeah, it's the least. I'm not saying it's a, good, it's a good number. No, but like it is because it is just, you just want, you can't justify it. You can't justify when. Uh, it doesn't you know, go with a morning with When, when she wakes up in the morning, baby, I, do, I do the mornings and I let Hannah have a lie in because she's obviously, she wake, has to wake up in the night. She's been on it all me. night. <laughs> she's been at manumission. Um, but like you know, I couldn't justify. You know, I'm very, we're very lucky. Our do- like daughter, she's you know she's a baby. She just sometimes she just likes a lion, even though she's only one. Like you know, That's I've nice. got friends whose babies are the same age as like ours, and they just wake up five thirty every morning. Like I'm up, but like Twyla, and you're is, up too. <laughs> yeah, Twyla is like Twyla we is are up. The earliest she will ever wake up to get up for the day is seven. And like, you know, and some days she'll like, she'll push it to like 7.45, knocking on eight. But like, I don't know what your demographic is for listening to your listeners to this podcast, but if there are any intelligent, smart, beautiful people. I mean, they're all obviously that's a given. But if you've now just thrown your phone like at the wall (laughs) because of what Carl's just said, if you have got children, then just pick up the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Get them you know, adopted. Like... But she might change. Don't get me wrong. Her sleeping pattern might change. But, you know, from what I gather, you sort of get a, a good, good idea start, in the it's first a good start, year yeah. what they're going to be like. But but even then, at 7 a.m., you know, even if I've come in from a gig at 1 a.m., you know, and mm. I've, you know, by the time you get to sleep, it's half one, two. Yeah. You know, I will get up at seven with her and, like, leave Hannah for a couple of hours to, like, get some more rest. And, like, you know, that first two hours, if I've come back from that gig and I've just put a bunch of booze down me, yeah. I know that I'm going to be shit. Do you know what I mean? I want them yeah. to, I love them two hours when it's me and her up in the morning. Like it's me and her, we just play around and just do, have fun and we whack an episode of Paddington on and we just like, I really enjoy being very present and uh, like totally yeah. with it. And if I was just sitting there hanging out my ass, I just know that I would, I'd hate myself. Be resent- so you'd be resentful, yeah, and resentful. And the worst thing is when they can talk and they say things like, um, Stop on Sunday drinking, afternoon. Daddy. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, <laughs> mummy's still in bed. Oh, you start grassing you to the neighbours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, uh, the shame. I mean, God, ayahuasca, I would have like vomited my anus out. Just the shame of like uh, coming out of my, my little child's mouth, sort of saying, mummy's in bed again. She's fragile. <laughs> <laughs> what did you find it? Um, easy to just totally give it up and is, is it a thing that you're now like i'm never going to touch another drop not at all sometimes i do uh have a sneaky one in the garden when no one's no, no. have a sneaky sniff <laughs> in no, the no, toilet no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's like people who go i'm vegan but i have a bacon sandwich yeah, it's not every vegan. morning it's not, it's not veganism is it between meals i'm vegan <laughs> I, i'm not one of those people who've got like um uh, I've been sober for 76 days and three yeah, hours. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't have the I'm timer ch- on or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but, um, and I do sometimes. She so wasn't an alcoholic then. You just made a no. kind of business decision, a sensible no. decision. Yeah, but you've got to remember, like, I am in that sort of middle class, middle aged mums in, in a certain suburb who are kind of like, oh, it's pin the clock oh, yeah, because yeah, they're just yeah, so yeah. fucking miserable yeah, with their lives. Seven o'clock, Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> got their fucking like yeah they've got like it's like some sort of weird slogan about prosecco in wood carved out on their wall and it's like yeah you yeah. want to say to them look they need you're, an intervention you're not, you're not happy <laughs> just, yeah yeah not, yeah it's not exactly that's, that's not a personality that whole sort of like oh it's gin o'clock at 5 p.m like you know it's a yeah, real it's a drug problem it's a problem it's yeah a, it's like know, it's just tr- try and go two days without gin o'clock or yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean listen I, i'm not i'm not you know, I'm not. I'm not uh, judging. Everyone's on their own. No, everyone's on their own path and stuff. But um, yeah, I am. It is that thing of sort of like uh, it's a crutch for a lot of people who and, and the monotony of bringing up kids and just wondering what happened to your fucking life. I, I totally get it. I'm not being judgy, but maybe I fuck it. Maybe I am being judgy. You know, like uh, like it's it's hard. And I think uh, it's. It, I think what I was saying before was it sort of like. It, it, the monotony of bringing up kids basically and, and maybe you, you know to to take the edge off that with a drink is especially over the last year right I mean mm-hmm. um yeah <clears throat> but I, I'm not saying that I would never have a drink again especially sort of like you know Aperol spritz <laughs> as part of foreplay because sober sex is something else 
Uh, <laughs> Some people, I've, uh, I've never had, I know this, you know, not to get too graphic, but I reckon, I know it's not to say I've never had, I definitely have had issues, like, you know, sort of insecurities at times, but, you know, in, like, sort of in my, in my, in my 30s, I've got over any fears of stuff like that. I think I've just... What, sex? Yeah, I've got less, like, I've got, I've got, I think I've got way less shame than I had like mid thirties, I reckon, was when I peaked in like I don't give a shit about anything anymore. Like I genuinely, like stopped caring about. I'm gonna any... get my bum hole out now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna walk towards the bed with my bum hole first. <laughs> Nine a.m. Just woken up, I'm totally not... sober. Get my batty crease not... out, man. I'm not talking about being absolutely smashed to to get turned on, but a nice. Lucy, get little Rohit, no here or there. I know, but I do think you know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm. I think a couple of drinks. If you've had a few drinks, it you know you're in a in a heightened state, so naturally. But but you know, I know some people do have the the insecurities to like. I need to get blind drunk, otherwise I can't let go of my insecurities. And actually, <laughs> there's something to be said for you know. Age, I think aging does release a lot of that. Um, pent up sure. tension of uh insecurities i must admit and uh, don't worry my husband won't listen to this because he's absolutely not interested in anything i do so that's fine uh, he's <laughs> actually here <laughs> is he working from home on, on the table today yeah rather than your your daughter who was there the other <laughs> day he's got his headphones on uh but so, yeah i mean you talk about like uh, looking back on those, you know, ecstasy fueled days. Like, I had some amazing sex on MDMA, and that's one thing that you, you know, I mean, can you do that now? You're in your forties. I, I don't could know. never do Maybe. it in my. You could ever. have a blowout like once a year or something and just I, get on it. I could never ever grab a guy from the street. Do you know I mean? that while on MDMA. What? I was MDMA really? was like absolute. The bottom half of my body just was like I'm clocking off for the night, mate. Do you know what I mean? You're dead <laughs> to be pushed around in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly yeah like I don't the neighbor know. from the family guy i've never understood i've never understood how people have sex on mdma or ecstasy i did it on ease a couple of times years ago but yeah in my teens i i wouldn't know to be honest if i did it now no um, doubt i mean yeah, i'm pretty it's... alpha <laughs> i think i'd fight through <laughs> I just yeah I I just I don't I, it blew my mind when I had friends who would say like yeah just like they would talk about them and their partner just boshing yeah. back some MDNA and having these wild nights I was like you fucking literally my biggest thing was not in the early days when I was going to raves but when I got like you know in mid twenties was probably coming towards the end of my like mm. enjoying that sort of MDMA type drug. It got to a point that I would basically take it in a social setting, come up and then be like, I'm going to ditch everyone and go and lie in a park and just look at the stars and get really, I'd got really insular and was like, this is all just about a time for me to think, man. So like, yeah, right. the thought of... So you were never away. letting anyone in there though, Carl? You were never letting anyone in that? Couple of strippers or something. <laughs> but no, but like I had mate, I had a couple of mates who sometimes, you know, they were like a bit more of my mindset who would like go, yeah, let's just let's just get out of here and go to the woods yeah. and just sit in a tree and, and feel all emotional about how big the world <laughs> cry is in now. a tree. <laughs> Can you oh, hold God. me in a tree for an hour, please? <laughs> so I've, I've got loads of I've got loads of songs from that period, like that I would have on a playlist for those times when I'd be in like. I'd end up by the by Phil the, Collins by a river. You'd have by, your discman. Yeah, well, I know this would have been this would have been the early days of MP3. It might have been no, yeah, it would have yeah. been just when I remember having a Sony MP3 player that was so crap. In hindsight, it could hold about two hundred songs, and that was like at the time it was like this is the most high spec thing you could buy, and um and yeah, it was just two hundred's like, enough though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Enough. Yeah, it, you know, too much. But I yeah, have three. So now when I hear those songs, I have these weird little flashbacks. Like flashbacks, to like, yeah. Oh, to like me and a mate sitting fucking in a park in Wimbledon, just like arm in arm, just looking at the, sm <laughs> the, the moon. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, what are you doing? That's nice, oh, though. Like, that's you lovely. Probably, you probably had some healing there and you 
Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? You know, it's just... I don't know what my sentence was going to be then. (laughs) But it sounds nice. But yeah, than fucking, like, being out your nut drunk on Stella on a tube, isn't it? I mean... I suppose. But um, I mean... Anyway, but that's that's by the by. Um, How... uh, So you've been doing comedy for three years then? Yeah. Let's move away from... Yeah, so my background, like, before, before... So after taking drugs before having kids, I was, I was, <laughs> that's the only way that I can sort of um, compartmentalize yeah, uh, yeah. my life. But no, I was, I was an actor. Uh, so I, I sort of moved from the Northwest down to London to pursue, you know, those pavements that were paved with gold, right? Yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, acting wise, was it, were you, did you want to do TV? Did you want to do theatre? What was the, what was the, I the just goal? wanted to work. I yeah, just yeah. wanted to work. And, and so, uh, but the reality of that, this sort of sad uh, reality of that was that it was mostly sort of TV commercials, the odd music video, um, had so many sort of casting couch, hashtag me too moments. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and just sort of like, I was in a girl band for a bit because I also sing. So th- me doing comedy, like, a lot of a lot of like, people sort of say to me, oh God, like you're doing comedy. And it's not like, it's not completely <laughs> out of left field. I mean, no, yeah, judge not. me if you want, but it, but it, there is a bit of a thing, especially because I do characters and stuff. So the, the, like the writing thing, the performance, it, it, it was it was there, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting sort of feeling like I was kind of getting somewhere and then the fucking pandemic happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone, everyone's in the same, in the same boat, aren't they? Did you yeah. do much on zoom? Any, many gigs? Oh mate, I did. Uh, I really sort of, uh, basically I threw myself into it. Cause I was like, I don't need to get a babysitter and I don't need to go on the train. I yeah, can literally yeah. just open up my laptop. And because I do these characters, it became a bit of a fucking like theater piece. Like I don't, I mean, it's great to have audience reaction. And I did, at, at the beginning, I was just kind of like barking my set into yeah, the yeah, small yeah. hole on the top of my laptop. And then the, the sad thing where you close it and just go like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, you Watch EastEnders. Your heart's racing. It's gone really well or really terribly. And you've just, yay, that was, you know, that was good. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think also having done a few uh, but it's live now. I'm kind of like shit. Uh, I'm looking for my, my my post-it notes that I normally yeah, have around. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That, having a set list on I, screen is like it's such a. Crutch. Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, well, yeah, because I am. I, I think I am actually going senile. I walk into a room. I'm like, what did I? No, seriously, what did I come in here for? I, I, like, I, no, I'm gonna have to go and thread back and find out. Yeah, what yeah, I just came in walk here. backwards. It, <laughs> Just literally retrace my steps. Um, so yeah, and and then obviously be in front of a live audience, and you're kind of like, and and I did actually say, um, don't you? I thought I was a real smart ass doing three, four, five Zoom gigs a week, but um, can't remember any of my set. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's my time, guys. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and when you yeah. worry about forgetting, like I did for the first like five gigs back that makes you forget as well you just got to yeah. believe and have confidence absolutely and just relax yeah. yeah that's one thing i've always yeah. and maybe that's... learn it julian do you know yeah. what i mean just maybe learn uh, maybe it. maybe <laughs> do a bit of homework in the 12 hours you're sitting at home <laughs> that's always been my yeah. biggest and it's not it shouldn't be it's not it shouldn't be seen as a positive but the biggest strength i've got i think as a comedian and i had it from very early on was like i can really blag my way through when i don't know what yeah. i'm talking about like i remember my first I remember, I remember getting booked to do my first 10 with only five minutes of material and I managed to blag that five minutes to be 10 minutes just by waffling in between, looking like a new I find one. that a lot harder, to be honest, yeah. Oh, it's that thing of like a first Edinburgh preview. You know, some people, first Edinburgh previews are like, yeah, fucking hell, I've only got 25 minutes. I can manage to make a, a five bullet points last an hour just and by talking absolute that. shit. And like, I've always just been able to make it look like I know what I'm doing. Even though in my head I'm like, "What are you talking about, you penis?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good um, to do though. It's, it's good, good, but ultimately, it's, it's sort of it's it, it's I've created my own safety net where, you know, it means sometimes you can be a little bit lazier with the writing, which sometimes I think I need to, you know, write mm. tighter material rather than just write the idea and think, "Oh, I'll be able to just write. you make that up." Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that that's the that's the. Uh... 
that's the organic point that I'm trying to make. The rest of it will just come once I get up there and I get a microphone in my hand. Yes. But also, it goes, you... I never write material. Like, I never write my material. You know? It's always it's always just a note in my phone that says, like, you know, getting stuck in a toilet cubicle. And then I don't know yeah. what that would be. That has actually happened to me once. I, just, I said that <laughs> off the top of my head and realised that it's actually a real note from my phone. But, um, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, and then, then it's everything happens on stage. And then I just, once I work it out on stage, it just stays as is. And then never, I never go back and write down the actual particulars. So when I ultimately forget that bit of material after three or four months, and I can sometimes a year later I'll see the note and I don't know what the material is, which is so it's not a great mm. system. It means I, I sort of lose a lot of material. There's a lot of benefits to that though. I think. Well, it's it means very I have to organic. Turn, I have to turn there, over a lot of material because I never really yeah. know what I'm on about. So. <laughs> It's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a I just feel like process. we're seeing behind the curtain of the genius here. We're just getting a you know, peek. The, the, um, Paul Tonkinson always used to wind me up and call me the scat man. Because whenever he'd see me, he'd see me on stage, I'd just, in between routines, I had no idea what was next. So I'd just riff some bullshit to get there. And he'd always call me the scat man. Because he'd be like, it's like jazz man. You just sort of just, <laughs> he'd do it in a very pissy you know, but um, it is ultimately what it is. That was a good tune. Did you yeah. did you guys do Zoom gigs? Because I did notice when you asked me that question, it's almost like you looked at each other in the little Zoom boxes. That I'm like, you, you kind of looked over each other as if to say, like, oh, fucking hell. We're actually in the same room. Just, of... This is our studio. We just sit next to each other, but we have two cameras and we paint it different. We look like we're separate. Um, but I did, I did, I did quite a few. Mine, at loads. first, mine were like that, though. Like The first few I did, I literally muted them covered the screen like with google or whatever and just right. as if i'm just rehearsing my set <laughs> just, that way it's impossible to go wrong it's madness though but then like, it, and then, I, and then like i got used to, to it exactly but that was it was better than me doing it and getting to an audience, <laughs> I yeah I, I just would be too thrown off I had but a lot did while... you have any bad did you have any deaths on zoom because i had i i'd had loads of like gigs that were a bit like oh you know i get it. it's a bit i wouldn't know because they were muted i suppose like a lot of the, i had loads of really lovely ones where i was like this is clearly everyone making the best of this situation and like this is yeah. fun you know we're stuck in our homes let's have fun i had a load where you know they were a little bit sort of in just you could tell they were too comfortable and they could see they're probably you could probably see their telly over there and yeah their dogs and you, you see a lot around. of that as well yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah. You see a lot of so that. they were fine mm-hmm. i could see people were engaged but you know they had other there was too many distractions, but I only had one full-on death, like proper death. I'm talking. I could was tell that a corporate. It was a corporate. I could tell that they were texting each other while I was on, going "fuck you." you know? oh, <laughs> Wouldn't it have been easier if you had the screen covered? Uh, no, because I <laughs> like they you, hated you it be so able to... much. I wanted to. I had to every like every minute. I'd had to. I had to like pull the cord and do some emergency banter just to try and make it even look like i was not just about to fucking i like, had a i had a corporate once and they they did it really well like the it department so it's got like a cinema seat so the audience would look like they were sitting in seats it was done really oh, well nice. it was on like it was on the uh, microsoft one what's that called teams, Team, yeah. teams. Right. and then i'm like oh this is great and and then as I started the set, like we did the rehearsal, like the um, the sound check and that. I am in the fucking seat as well, my face. No. It was like, so I could see myself talking. It was so off-putting, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, this setup's like perfect. And then suddenly uh, my face is the in the middle. And then the shock on your face. Yeah. Um, I, I will just go one better or one worse, Carl, to actually see in the chat oh people talking people saying that uh well it wasn't this is shit i've made it into this is shit because i want to go and just self-flagellate myself but something like uh i can't remember like um this or something like that i can't what remember but yeah um what, what is this what is this <laughs> what is this and you just gotta carry on oh, that i'm is actually gonna word. use that for my edinburgh poster testimonial what is this that's a good title um, that's so <laughs> them heckles where people genuinely aren't like i think them heckles are they're worse 
than when somebody goes, oh, this is shit, because this is shit. You can do something is with somebody that, who's you? just watching it and going, I'm this, I'm not into this. The, the yeah. sort of, what is this? Is somebody genuinely can't work out what you're doing? Like, <laughs> is it Sean Walsh has got a story. Somebody told him this, but so, I can't remember who it was. I was watching Sean uh, having a bad gig at the Brighton Comedia. It was when he was quite new. And they overheard somebody at the back just lean to their mate and go, is he all right? Like that. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, fuck. That is, I think it's either that or it's Sean overheard somebody do it about someone else. I can't remember the exact particulars, but that sort of heckle way, it's such an honest response that they're the ones that cut me deep. Almost compassionate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is that thing. It's, that, it's somebody's or, genuinely or the, concerned that, for you. Thing where you come off and somebody goes, how do you think that went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't. That yeah, went. you know that that tone of voice never <laughs> means like they're, they're not going to follow up. How do you think that went with? Because I thought it was excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, always. Yeah. How do you think that went? Because inside they're thinking because that was fucked, mate. <laughs> it's hard. It's a really like because oh. obviously, especially you're like you know not when you in them early years, mm. you must have done some absolute like cack gigs yeah. you know, just not, yeah. not not in the sense of like you've had bad gigs but some of the quality no. of gigs you do when you're a new act just like, like when it's compare the, the bad, yeah. the other acts are bad sometimes like just the rooms badly run like i think the you know open spot gigs naturally are not run to the professional standards of professional gigs that's what happens so like, i still are. remember it. some of them are good quite some good, of them though. are oh, some and, of them are great a, yeah a, yeah done really well I, I mean the the worst thing is like like i did the blackout at greenwich and you know i mean a really good mc you know people in the audience who are human beings so they've got a valid uh, opinion <laughs> even though i just wish all of them were dead um i just wasn't ready for that yes so, so it, it you know um yeah there's there's you're right it, it's Every single one that that I'm doing at this, you know, at this stage that I, that I'm at, I think the first five years, right? You know, well, you the just, odds you are just always really... against you, essentially. Like you're you're always either at an open spot gig where everyone's an open spot and you're all just trying to work your craft up and all that, or you're yeah. at a thing like the Blackout or like uh, the Comedy Store Gong Show where it's a competition. Yeah, or, you're or some... you've got the newcomer slot where you with a load of really established. Exactly, you're the open spot. Like, oh, on a professional bill yeah. and suddenly you're the yeah. least experienced you're the one who you can you can feel like you're the outsider in the room so them first five years are the hardest in comedy mm. by so far like people you know people think it must be hard doing it when you're doing longer sets headline yeah. and things like that but it's not it's way easier when you've been mm. it's just like you know once you get used to it and you're not trying to prove yourself constantly yeah yeah, so yeah how long have you guys have you are you like your old hats are you, are you <laughs> are. You're, pretty much you're like i am I, um, I started in 2005 so that is a long old things now 16 fucking years my first gig was uh december 2005 as well so yeah we both we're from the same uh school year same era yeah 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 and um i forget sometimes that i now am you know an old old boy veteran i didn't <laughs> Yeah, I meant I meant it more complimentary. No, I yeah, I know, but I mean it's a weird you. one because I I still you know I think because when we started out there was all them old nineties war horses knocking around that they are from the old jonglers heyday. <clears throat> so I always felt like a little kid who was sitting in a dressing room with loads of men in suits and like and actually and then you just yeah you just realise that now there's going to be you know, all the younguns will be like this who's this old fucking twat with his tat. <laughs> <laughs> like I was doing this back in the back in the, you know you say you feel like you do feel like an old man but it's you know it's good fun um, yeah it's all good fun but anyway we should probably wrap it up shortly and we should probably ask you about your podcast you said you've got a middle-aged podcast which is a yeah is, what does it, that, it, the, the podcast itself isn't middle-aged but um I I co-host it um with uh with Louise Daniels who is um she sort of like it started off as a it started out like uh, it started off life as like a menopause podcast, and then um, she wanted to bring a bit of new blood in. Is yeah. that is that no? You do like one a month or something. 
There we go. Oh, he's good. He's good. This is a material call. Exactly. This is joke. This is how to write jokes, not this waffly (laughs) shit that I drop on stage. Um, Toppers, mate. Toppers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, so we and and then and then it's become it's moved from being sort of like advice about stuff about menopause, especially for women, more to sort of midlife issues. So uh, this is when I would be really professional and have loads of really great people that we've had on our podcast. but I can't think of a single one. Uh, but yeah, we've we've had um, we just yeah talk about stuff that you know that thing where you you're you're not a kid anymore, but you're not really old, and you you probably feel like you're still in your mid twenties, but you're not. You're actually yeah. coming up for air after having kids and stuff, and you know all the all the stuff that can potentially affect you. But um, I've made it sound as dry as a camel toe. But um, there what's are, it called? It's called your next episode. Your next um, so, in, yeah. guys. Yeah. And me and Amy did uh, Vix Layton's podcast on Monday, was it? That was fun. Yeah. That's a good one, isn't it? Really Comedy good. Arcade, it's yeah. Great. It's great fun, that is. <clears throat> Tune in and listen. Um, yeah, I'm actually doing really, the live really version good. at the Cambridge Comedy Festival. It's one of my first gigs back in the UK. Um, oh. I'll be at the Cambridge Comedy Festival on the 10th of July doing... Oh, nice. I'm doing a solo show at lunchtime, and then I'm going to be on Vix's pod live there i'm doing a couple nice. of gigs there i don't think that date though ah, it's good. sounds like a good fun festival yeah. outdoors so you know bring all your covid mate it's fine it's outdoors no stress, <laughs> no stress. Do you think, bring your um, new variants do you think with these smaller festivals happening like i mean obviously the, the, the machine that is edinburgh it, 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 you know is the, the beast is still asleep in terms of actually so, but do you th- do you feel like I feel like it it was waking up a bit last night with the news that possibly I think that yeah I do think there'll be some obviously some Edinburgh happening but I've got a feeling that Edinburgh won't fully recover from this in the sense of I think acts have got a bit lazier with the travel as well I know I totally, have I've turned down gigs because they're like 150 miles away and the thought of being away from home for a month right I think every, we're all, we've been, all been so obsessed with Edinburgh for as yeah, since I started out yeah. everyone yeah. when I started out everyone said you've got to do Edinburgh yeah. well, I could do Edinburgh, it on Zoom I did as Edinburgh well every year every single year from 2006 yeah. to 2019 I didn't miss a single year of Edinburgh and I just felt it was part of my year. And I did I do love Edinburgh, yeah. by the way. I genuinely love it yeah. up there. But now just the thought of going to Edinburgh for a month, like coming out to Australia to do Melbourne and do or do Adelaide, like you're in the sunshine essentially, like you know, but the thought of <laughs> like we we used to go to Edinburgh and get pissed on by rain every day yeah. and you know, stay in grotty student houses for fifteen hundred quid a month. Roads. <laughs> you know, like it was just. You, in, I think the time off will give a lot of comedians this idea of what was I doing. And actually, I think there'll, get, there'll be a lot more shorter runs. People go up for a week or two weeks, and yeah. that will be much healthier for our physical and mental health. I think. And you're starting. Yeah. Um, uh, one in Tunbridge Wells, aren't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I, w- I won't claim to be starting one. Um, the lady who started it, it is lovely, and I would hate to sort of, you know, canter in. So you're here starting just... one, Nora. So you, you're <laughs> so the founder of this idea. comedy festival. Cool. So she's your PA. Idea, <laughs> yeah, you founded it on your own. She'll be handing out flyers. Uh, yeah. uh, she will. No, uh, she, she's lovely, and she knows that I am. I'm, I've got massive respect for her because she, she, a bit like you, Carl, did Edinburgh every single year and would come back to sort of. She lived in Tombridge, so she'd be like, oh, you know, around there must be a town that we can do it, and, and you know, like Seven Oaks Fringe or Tombridge Fringe, or you yeah, know, yeah. and so it's going to be going to be the TW Fringe, which is happening from the fifth to the 18th of july and uh yeah it's the hopefully it's the start of something and as you were just saying before it is a pure thing of sort of like i can literally walk to the venues from my house that i'm playing so yeah um yeah i think you're right i think that it's it's like a massive shake-up it's been a massive sort of shake-up hasn't it this and it's sort of like god like people who really went into debt staying up in edinburgh taking time off work and and you know yeah it's it's pretty mad that we all we were all just doing that. As, and as the a, friv- as a... when you think about the frivolous spending of money on Edinburgh, yeah. like after after having like you know everyone's had the best part of eighteen months where money hasn't been as easy to come by in comedy. Yeah. You know, not that it's easy; you know, it's a hard thing to break into. But mm. you know, all, like every professional comedian, still, if you if you're making a living from comedy, that's very that's it's a lucky thing to be doing. 
But, yeah. you know, when you are established, you're getting paid pretty well for your gigs and all that. But to have that taken away and the thought of now going and spending thousands and thousands of pounds to just decamp to Edinburgh for a month, I think people will go, it was, it, I'm not doing that. It was also, it was almost sadomasochistic, isn't it? It's like, it's I've got to get to Edinburgh. If I can get to Edinburgh, I'll be a better comedian. You know, yeah. like, like, no matter how much shit and rain and, uh, you know, like, uh, performances with three people, one of them eating a burger, you know, like no matter how many of those that you do, it's kind of, um, yeah, it, it, it's not necessarily going to make you no. make you a better performer. Uh, yeah, but, I do. Um, I think most yeah. 90% of the time you'll come out a better comic than you went in. Yeah. Unless you have one of them absolute shit storms of a run. Just, you, know. you just quit. Quit on the way <laughs> yeah. You're even going to get better or give up comedy. That's the rules. But like, it's, yeah, I just think, I don't know. I just think that the world has shifted. The comedy world has yeah. shifted. You know, people have, yeah. there's people that have done Edinburgh 15, 20 times and never fully kicked on from it. And they've picked up more work and followers doing stuff online during mm. lockdown. And they're going to be like, fuck why would that why would i yeah it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense so yeah it's a different world we're coming out in a different world that's what i've realized it's the new normal guys (laughs) (laughs) it's a new phrase i've made up yes you should you should share it it's really good that never heard that before just write it down Um, thanks so anyway we should wrap it up because we've talked for a long time it's been lovely it's It's flown by thanks for coming on it's been great fun and um Good luck with the TW Fringe <laughs> and all the gigs when, you know, things, hopefully things, you know, I'm flying back in just as it's looking like the UK could theoretically go into another fucking lockdown, but hopefully it's not. It feels like they've now committed to opening everything, haven't they? Is that right? Am I getting the feeling right? On the who, who 19th knows? of who July, apparently so. Right. Okay. So hopefully things open up and we'll we can all get back to some gigs. But um, And people can find you online? Yes. Uh, so I am across all platforms. Uh, and <laughs> I said the other day that, uh, you know, when you're thinking up your handle for all, you, you didn't, we didn't realise, did we, when we were setting up our MySpace handles, no. how important they would be in <laughs> I know. 2021. It's so true. <laughs> so my, my handle is Amy Cooper Forms. So what I've done is, I've taken the last three letters of my surname yes. and the first three letters of the word performs because uh, that's what I do. And uh, that my first name is A-I-M-E-E. So all in all, it needs it's kind of almost instructions. Almost impossible to, to find. Yeah. So just don't <laughs> find me, basically. <laughs> don't come and find me. Well, uh, we'll put a link when we share it all on the social medias. Uh, oh, mate, thanks. That's, other than that, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we'll see you thanks in the Thanks to world. all our new patrons, by the thanks way. patrons. Thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to... Thanks to everyone who likes, shares, and reviews. We <laughs> love you. <laughs> we love you. That's a you. reward. You, you're doing like an ASMR yeah. reward for all the patrons. Julian tells them he loves them every week. It's really um, <laughs> like proper, like, like, and it sounds legit. It's not like... Love you. It sounds like he's in love. He's in love is. with our listeners. Mad love. Mad love. Aww. Anyway. Well, thank there you. We go. Thanks a lot. And everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>